This is Managing Mayhem. Brought to you by two lawyers and a layman. Because good intentions are not a legal defense. Wait, I'm, I'm sorry, they're not? Okay, well, let's get going then. Hello, and welcome to Managing Mayhem with Patty, Jeff, and Jack. What are we cracking down on today? What's happening? Hey, how's, how's it going? It going? Oh, same so, question. <laughs> we're in well, sync. I'll tell you what we're doing. Uh, today we're talking a little progressive discipline. But before we jump in, I do want to make an announcement. Our episodes going forward are SHRM certified. Woo. And yeah. you'll be eligible to get 0.25 credits for each episode. So awesome. make SHRM to go and get those credits. Yeah, to listen to the end. <laughs> and we'll give a code so you can... Get those credits. <laughs> so today we're talking about progressive discipline. It sounds like the opposite of progressive insurance, like just progressive, but it's <laughs> you're getting in trouble for getting the car accident. It's just like a mother figure that just comes and disciplines you. Flow. For, it's just flow. flow. flow just, I guess that is that character. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> what is progressive discipline actually? Well, I like to think of progressive discipline like the old progressive dinners that my mom and dad used to go to. Have you heard of progressive dinners? Just a very modern, forward-thinking <laughs> dinner, <laughs> right? Just the I, minds I, of the future. <laughs> right. Actually, what it was is that I thought it was so cool. My generation didn't do it. My, my parents, you'd go to each neighbor's house, one for happy hour. Then you'd move, progress to the next house for appetizers. Okay. And then for the main dish and then dessert. And you'd progress to various homes. For that each. sounds really actually fun. I, and I, I want to do that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like that a lot. I think, I mean, it requires you to know, know your a neighbor. Certain num- yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> a certain number of people in the neighborhood. But... Um, even they, all you have to do is prep one thing. Yeah. You don't have to have people at your house the whole night. And then you get to go see other people's places and say, hey, it's kind of low stress. I yeah, think it's I cool. Like it. and I like I think it. I'm I, super into that. Now, you may not like being part of a progressive discipline plan. But I think I'd like that too. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't come with like little snacks. Here's happy hour and an oral warning. Uh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Um, and the main course will be a full termination. <laughs> <laughs> the reason it reminds me of progressive dinners is because it's steps. And, you know, the right. whole point of progressive discipline are to progress slowly through steps, whether they be coaching, oral warning, written warning, mm-hmm. suspension termination. But now all I'm going to think is a shish kebab is like, is that the termination? Because it's the main dish. I don't know. Right. Like, oh, God. <laughs> so, so why is progressive discipline important? Well, the real goal with progressive discipline is you're you're you want to retain employees. You don't want to just terminate them for any little problem or any little thing that they do. But you mm. want to get them back on track, as well as you want to give them an opportunity to correct what they're doing wrong. It's a hmm. fundamental fairness, and so it's nice to kind of have these steps of, hey, you're doing this. Let's get you back on track. And if you don't get back on track, there are further consequences. Then here comes right. the shish kebab. Right. And here comes exactly. shish kebab. A little smoky shish kebab. <laughs> Spicy. Well, I just want the wonton appetizer. I'll take yeah. the oral warning. Yeah, and um, I'll head right on home. Yeah. <laughs> but it also clearly, any type of progressive discipline is also designed to protect the company through right. documentation so that you avoid any discrimination or wrongful termination claim. You mm-hmm. want to show that you had legitimate business reasons for the ultimate discipline or termination if, if it leads to that. So, so yeah. it's really there to actually help both parties. One mm-hmm. person gets to learn as they go and they're aware if they're making mistakes and the other person knows that they've documented and communicated. Right. 
win-win. Every relationship should do that. My marriage. I wish we did that more often. You're not married, right. but... <laughs> if I were married, damn, would we be... Would we be... Progressing. <laughs> Let's move we, on. Progressive. <laughs> All right. I'm holding you guys hostage at this question. All right. All right. So that makes sense. So um, will you walk, walk me through how it works, and okay. actually? Okay. So... Let's take a situation. We have Paula. Okay. okay. Paula is responsible for closing the store. She has to turn off the lights. She has to count the tills. She has to lock up at the end of the shift. And Paula mm-hmm. keeps forgetting to turn off the lights. Even though she's only been employed there a, a few days, she just won't turn off the lights. Paula, so that's Paula. that's an example of a scenario that we're going to take her down the friendly, progressive, disciplined road. I'm glad you finished that <laughs> sentence. Yeah. We're going to take, we're gonna take her down. <laughs> it's a progressive discipline road. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the first the first step going on the discipline road <laughs> is uh, it's in, informal coaching, right? This is what most managers do day in day out. It's to educate them or remind them about the rules, expectations. It's like, hey, Paula, you forgot to turn off the lights two nights in a row. You need you need to turn them off. It's important. Um, you really don't have to document this unless you want to. Some managers do. Um, they keep uh, like a little coaching log of, okay. you know, kudos and a little course correction comments like this. Um, but at this point in time, it's not essential to do that. Okay. Okay. So how many coachings would you give after after one? Is it a coaching anymore? You know, it depends on the issue. I mean, yeah. if you just do like... 10 coachings no one's going to take you seriously as a manager right. you know what i mean right. um, they're going to be like they don't have they're a soft boss meaning you're not going to discipline us <laughs> you're talking to me <laughs> yeah so i i think that the key though is to make sure you've communicated the job expectations in the orientation right. or in the training or you know any type of job description so that she knows her job is to turn off the lights so if right. you told her that You've trained her in that, and she's still not doing it. To me, I don't know, it's only one or two times that I'm going to coach her because I don't want to spend my time nagging someone as a manager to do some basic skill set. Right, something essential to their job, what they were hired to do. Right. Shutting the door. And the lights. (laughs) Turn off the lights. (laughs) When you ask how many times you do have to coach, I mean, we get it a lot where a manager comes up and they're like, hey, I want to terminate this employee. They're a terrible employee. Paula never turns off the lights. I tell her to turn off the lights every mm-hmm. day, and she never does it. And then they've just never progressed it to the next step. It's all coaching. There's no documentation. Mm-hmm. And they've never actually escalated that to the next step. And so it makes and it really hard. that doesn't seem fair. Right. <laughs> I understand the frustration, but you're also like, not communicating clearly. Right, right. You yeah. need to show the gravity of the situation to the employee by right. progressing. Did you threaten her job? No. <laughs> right. Well, I remember yeah. I worked at a restaurant all, and I did get fired from that restaurant and that's okay with me. Um, but I, I, I remember that kind of having a similar situation where someone was like, if I was like five minutes late, there was like, no big deal, no big deal. Or, hey, just no worries. Make sure, make sure you're on time. And then at the end, the hammer came down and they're like, well, you were late. And you're like, well, I kind of felt like we were just talking about it. No one actually gave me a talking to. Right, exactly. That was like a right. Or is the, or was that? Did I miss the talking to? Right, right. When did this become terminable? Because right, like okay, 
Yeah, you were totally chill with it every other day. Exactly. Right. And to me, there is some form of due process. It's not required by law, but we're trying to turn people around and we're trying to to, um, make the behavior comply with your policies. You're not trying to just like, surprise, you're fired. I mean, that's Well, because then it made it feel like they just wanted that day to fire me for no, and they just felt like they had a reason to fire me. And I was like, well, that's not cool. You literally didn't say that it was a problem until now. And I would have, if told, I would have for sure been still 10 minutes late and gotten fired anyway because <laughs> no. you hated that job because <laughs> i hated that job and it, god was it toxic okay so what what's the next step then after coaching you you bump it up to an oral warning okay and is that diff that how is that different from a coaching just the title well it, yeah it's just, just the title the tone of voice <laughs> no it's, it's more charged language and that you're gonna say hey you paula you have not been turning off the lights um it's a cost on the company. I've coached you numerous times, but if it continues, there's going to be more serious disciplinary action. Essentially, you're saying, okay, we're going to step it up. If there's a threat in there, I hate to say it, but there is a threat. Yeah. If you don't do this, then X will happen. Right. So, right. That makes sense. That's you've, we've changed now. The thing I, that you don't have to do is you don't have to say, incoming oral warning this is an oral warning you don't have to label it oral warning you just go in and say i've coached you you're doing this like just like jeff said but you don't have to label it you don't have to have them sign the oral warning to make it official because then that that's actually a written warning okay Um, and so don't worry about all the semantics we're just talking about progressing coaching to oral warning that says if this continues this is going to be an issue okay so you have the coaching phase then you Mm -hmm. have the the warning phase where you say this is what it is if you keep doing it this is going to be the repercussion and then you what's the next there's well, more well, in consequences I, I will say this though before we go to the next the next consequence is that uh-huh. with the oral warning you do have to document it okay you have to put it in a follow-up email or some sort of documentation to them that's not that doesn't make it turn into a written warning it's still right. an oral warning but easily, the most, the easiest one to do is just put in an email saying, hey, we spoke. These are my expectations. This is what's going to mm-hmm. happen if you don't change the behavior, if you don't turn off the lights. And I just want to send this follow-up email about our conversation. That's it. I think, but- I think there's a saying in litigation, very exciting saying, but an oral warning not documented, it, it didn't occur. <laughs> it's like, right. I mean, because you don't have any evidence. Of, but that is very different than making them sign it. Um, I yeah, just want to no. make sure everyone's clear. We're just talking about internally documenting it, not to have them sign a piece of paper saying that you gave them an oral warning. Okay, right. That makes sense. So hopefully things get better and Paula turns the lights off and life is good and but there's also a world where she doesn't and if (laughs) in that third week she doesn't (laughs) then what happens? What's the next step for her? That's when you take her down. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, then, then we go to a written warning. And a written warning is more confrontational. It is more uh, uncomfortable. So a lot of supervisors avoid it. And this is where you get in a trap where you're just coaching and coaching an oral warning, oral warning. And right. at some point, you're going to have to put it in a document, cite the facts, the policy they violated, right. the discipline, okay. your expectation, and you're going to have to have them sign it. And so you can keep it in the personnel file. You have right. to do this even though it's uncomfortable or else things are not going to change for you. Right. And you are going to have to CC their parents on that email. <laughs> right. <laughs> parents and grandparents if necessary. Yeah. And when you see that any CC on a written warning, that does scare me. That shakes me to my core. 
Um, and, right. okay. and some people refuse to sign them, huh, Joe? Yeah, but you still give it to them. You sign it, and then you write, they refuse to sign it. Um, exactly. No. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I won't okay. sign it. <laughs> Please be mature about this. Still happened if you don't sign it. Right. <laughs> okay, so do we then terminate employment if things don't change? You'll do a final warning or a job in jeopardy. Okay. That's the next step. This is usually there's a probation period, um, and then there's a – a decision-making plan or a performance improvement plan or there's some sort of plan in place where you're you're you give them goals and how you need to see them progress and improve and if they don't then essentially you're going to move to termination mm-hmm. okay. another option with the final warning or job in jeopardy or you're you're that makes it feel very you know scary um, yeah. is also to give them a suspension without pay so Okay, you keep doing this. We don't want to fire you, but we're going to give you a final warning and suspend you without pay for two days. So hopefully they'll get the message that this is really important to us. So some people think of it as a vacation, but that is that option. Yeah, the suspension without pay, it's one of those where it can, I don't know, I... I it's not my favorite. I'll I wouldn't say. do okay. it with excessive absenteeism. Right. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. I love so this So I job. can go home now? <laughs> <laughs> but um, if she's not turning the lights off, then it, it, then it becomes more serious. Right. Yeah. Um, so you always have to follow these steps, it sounds like. No, you don't. You can bypass any of them if the employee does something serious. Um, and you, it just depends on the situation. So, okay. Um, if Paula leaves the door unlocked all mm-hmm. night, that's much more serious than just turning off the lights, not turning off the lights. And so that's right. something that I would probably do written warning or potentially termination. I mean, it, it because the, the building's open, right? Right, right, right. Different than the lights being off. You're not wasting power. You're putting the stuff in jeopardy. Right. It's a different risk. Same as if you left the till, you know, open or right. money was missing from the till because she's yeah. responsible for closing out the till. Okay. Anything. I mean, I don't know many employers that wouldn't go straight to either uh, written warning, suspension, or termination. She left that place unlocked all night. And then obviously, if something happens, you know, then yeah. uh, like if you leave it on... Go ahead. Well, it's like the progressive the progression of discipline matches the severity of what's done. Right. So right. if it's something small like not turning off the lights, then there's the slower it's, steps. It's more progressive. But yeah, the more dangerous things where you're leaving things unprotected or things can be stolen because of what you've done, then we skip some steps. Right. Right. One suggestion for managers would be don't feel that you're bound to the progressive discipline because I know Patty and I get a lot of calls where we're like, why didn't you give them a written warning or a final warning for X, Y, or Z? And the manager's like, well, you know, we, we hadn't done the oral warning. And so don't feel bound to it, as well as don't feel like the employee can hold you hostage to it as far as, well, I get an oral warning first. You can't just skip it. Hmm. Um, every policy should have the carve out that we can, you know, we can jump to whatever level we need to. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. Check also with HR to get consistency within your organization. Say, hey, what are we doing with other people that have this safety violation or that right. people are wasting resources like leaving lights on? Because you don't want to have inconsistency within departments, branches, the organization that you're treating someone much more severely than someone else. So hmm. we want Paula to get consistent treatment. If everyone's getting a written warning, Paula gets a written warning. Right. So Right. Um, 
hard too because if the policies can be loose if some people can have different ones or if people don't enforce them the same to everybody then yeah that seems like you just have to be consistent and clear absolutely um, but you don't have to do progressive discipline it's not required but it helps turn employees around it gives them an opportunity to notice problems make change so you have the coaching Oral warning, written warning, suspension without pay, potentially, unless that person just <laughs> the person doesn't want to show up, maybe something else, <laughs> um, and then ultimately termination. But you don't even have to follow that order. Right. Um, you know, just keep HR in the loop. They're there yeah. as a, a wingman for you to look over your documentation as you go through that process. Um, but it is designed to be a win-win for both the employee yeah. and the employer. So Your, your true goal Woo! is to keep the employee. That, that should be your goal. Mm-hmm. Keep them close. Keep them <laughs> well. Keep Paula <laughs> until we cannot. So you Can guys we find ne- someone else to shut the light down? <laughs> you guys, we have something free coming up. And it's a free that's, webinar on May crazy. 24th from 10 to 11 Mountain Time. Don't and say we never give you anything. <laughs> <laughs> you can find the link in the bio of this week's episode. All SHRM members are eligible to get one SHRM credit for attending. And we have a lot of people already registered. So go ahead and do that. You can also go on managementnorthwest.com to do so. Yeah. And as we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, this episode is approved for 0.25 SHRM credits. And I'll give you the code now. Drum roll, is, drum roll. Write this down. Write right. it down. It is 24-9JSJA. Great. And okay, I'm sure it's going to be a really good time. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh God. And we will be taking <laughs> off next week, May 29th, for Memorial Day. Enjoy Memorial Day. We'll be back June 5th. Go start those progressive dinners. Get some friends in the neighborhood. And I, I seriously am going to do it with my building. I've got, I know a couple people, and we're going to do it. There you go. That's, That's awesome. good. I like that. I like okay, that. Okay, guys. It sounds like have... I know no one. Okay, bye. <laughs> have a great week. Talk have a great later. week. Managing Mayhem is presented by Management Northwest and Management Southwest and cannot be copied or rebroadcast without prior written consent. By listening to this podcast, you understand that we, or at least two of us, are lawyers, but we are not your lawyers. Therefore, nothing we say on the podcast should be taken as legal advice or considered to create an attorney-client relationship. It is solely 